The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Greg, I got to ask you, bud. Does it feel like there's a Disney song for everything? Like, oh, yeah. If you ever like sat down and thought, like, damn. Like, for every mood, good, bad, sad, angry, there is a Disney song. Oh, for sure. Like, specifically made for the situation. Oh, yeah. I've always found that very peculiar. Uh, But it's kind of perfect, because actually you and me had this, like, it wasn't even so much a discussion. I made a Facebook post, and you commented about it. Uh, There's just something, like, a good feeling about doing karaoke to a Disney song. Oh, yeah. So, the true story, my, my wife, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just hear... Alexa, play Disney. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Disney music is playing through my house. And I'm like, oh, she knows. <laughs> what a saint. I get made fun of by my wife. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. That's really cool. I I can't tell you how many times I've had like a bad day, like awful day, especially this last month and a half. And how like I that job I worked, you know how much it stressed me oh, out yeah. and made me angry. And how many days I'd kind of just ride home and crank out some Disney music and just sing along to it. And it, no matter what kind of mood I was in, it would always put me in a better mood. It was one of the weirdest things. Like, Disney has this just sentimental feeling uh, for me. Yeah, it's the nostalgia. And it's just so hard to be sad listening to Disney. I I like, I love it. I've been, you know, Disney Plus has been my go-to. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to watch an old Disney movie. I watched Bug Life, Bugs Life the one day so because good. I was just having I was like, I just need something upbeat with yeah. everything going on. It's been like... A Disney, a Disney classic once a week is something I'm like trying to pull off. Yeah, it's dude, it's understandable. It's understand. There is a good feeling about Disney. Uh, I'm really excited. You know, hopefully everything kind of is okay and I can you know go. But we're planning to go at the uh, beginning of April next year. I can't wait to go back. It's been five years. It's I went, been like, last five summer years. and I want to go back. <laughs> it's dude. It's very addicting. It, it, it there's like parts of me that like. Don't want to do it too much because I've been very spoiled. Like I've been there yeah. ten times in my life. Oh my gosh! It's we used to go every other year, every other year. That was our. That was the only thing our family did though. So we didn't do like a whole lot of other stuff. Like we didn't go to different places. Like Disney was our place. We'd go, yeah, for a week at a time. Uh, my third or fifth grade year, we went for two weeks. I couldn't believe it. I went when I was like four, and I don't remember it. Um, my mom's a picture freak, so I remember those early days. We went like a little bit. We went. I think I, I always forget the actual logistics. But my brother was really sick when we were a kid. Now he's obviously we have a podcast together. Yeah. Um, but so we went to Disney after he had started to get better, and I think it was like part of Make a Wish or something. I don't actually remember oh, okay. for sure. And then I never. I didn't remember it. I w- remembered Haunted Mansion a little bit and like the Neverland ride a little bit oh yeah um but my wife and i went for our two-year anniversary last year because we knew once we had kids we wouldn't really want to go until they were old enough to remember it so last year was like the 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 first my first real disney trip and oh man (laughs) i just want to go back so bad yeah it's addicting it's very addicting man i miss it it's it's really shameful it's like it makes my mom happy that we all get to go together and go there so like i'm excited I'm a little stressed because I'm trying to make my wife's side of the family happy the week prior by going on a cruise, and then I have to leave right from the cruise and meet my family down in Florida. I don't know if my wife's coming along. She's not a very big fan of Disney World. She's not. She hates. Like, she's the devil uh, <laughs> in the nicest way possible. She's the devil. Uh, she uh, she doesn't like all the walking. It's very hot. I'm I'm outdoorsy as it is, so I like it. The standing lines is a little uncomfortable and all, but I mean, after I stood in line for three and a half hours for the Avatar ride, yeah, whatever. Right? No, I, exactly. <laughs> I literally ate my lunch in line. <laughs> like, no, it's 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 nice, man. I, there's some there's a special ambiance about Disney World that'll never change. I still get warm and fuzzy feelings every time I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be staying at one of the resorts, going to the parks, having food, buying some souvenirs, watching a parade. Uh, the, the fireworks, like everything is just big oh. and wonderful there. And I, I love that place so much. It literally is the, the happiest place on earth. It's, yeah. You know, people are people are a little stressed out when they go there with their families. But to me, it's uh, I try to be as happy as possible. Um, but so you kind of have a gist of what we're going to talk about before, because Greg is a first-time guest. 
on the show. Hopefully, only as you know. Ho- hopefully, we'll be back for more. I'm sure. Yeah, we're we gonna talk about our top ten serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're getting white girl wasted and talking about serial killers. Uh, I gotta ask Greg. <laughs> he just did himself in the eye. Uh, Greg, I got to ask you, my man, uh, as we do for all first-time guests for this show, five things. What are a list of five things that are uh, you would want people to know about you or just maybe something cool that has, that's happened to you uh, in your lifetime, something cool that you do? What are five things? Five things that are super important uh, or I like. I'll kind of name it in order. No, I'm not. I'm just going to name it, but the, it'll be slightly in order. Um so something people don't know about me, I think, especially our listeners, that I absolutely love hockey. I think that's something a lot of people you don't, don't talk about realize yeah. that like I I played hockey from the time I was 2 years old up until I was like 18. Like I lived, breathed hockey. I played in high school. I almost was going to play in college, but I kind of lost the love for it in high school. Um I was committed like traveling hockey player so i think that's something a lot of people don't realize is i'm a huge like we're i'm in a hockey family all three of or well all three of the boys in my family played right um my mom was a huge hockey fan so yeah that my cousin played for the washington capitals oh really um so yeah oh, that's so cool huge 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 hockey fan um that's a big one people don't know so it's top five four i this one you might know um I'm a big I'm a big kid like and it's for Oh, I definitely know that. For re- for reasons of like it's just with everything like for me I love to escape into cartoons, into yeah. comic books and it's not just with the stuff we talk about on the show. Disney. Um I watch a lot of 80s cartoons, especially uh, I think this is more it. I'm a product of as much as I'm a 90s kid, I'm a product of the 80s. I wish I got to live and like <laughs> understand the 80s. You have no idea. Like that's one of my like things. That if I ever had a time machine, I would go back as an adult to experience the eighties. When I talk about like Care Bears and He Man and like actually having watched it, people are like, "Huh?" But my older brother is six years older than me. Um, and then my sister—I'm not going to say her age—is older than my older. My both my sisters are older than my older brother. So they grew up with those things, and so did my dad. My dad was a huge fan. Um, got me into Dragon's Lair oh, and all wow. of those, that stuff. So I have like a weird, like time traveler nostalgia for a time that I was never in, like yeah. the eighties. I think. I mean, same exact reason for the eighties. <laughs> same exact reason. My dad, yeah, he loved it. He loved it. He embellished so much of that on us when we were growing up. So much the music, just yeah. everything. Any like I am a a slut for I love the eighties on VH1. Yeah. When they replay, they don't replay it as often as they used to. But I am a, such a slut for it's, that. It's show. a huge reason why so I'm into cool. like Dungeons and Dragons. I think as well, and especially my mom too. My mom is a huge. As I've said this a million times, I don't talk about it as much as my dad though. My dad was just as big a nerd as my mom. I got right. my first comic book from my dad. Oh yeah. And it was a eighties Spider Man comic. That's so cool. So like that that time definitely has influenced a lot of who I am. Right. Okay, very good. Uh, let's see. I am. I'm a huge family person. Um, that's number three. I think that's important. I'm a huge family person. I have a beautiful wife that I love very much, um, and we have our first boy on the way. That that's super exciting to me. I um. I'm. I have a very big but small family. I've, I'm like. I have that extended family where my whole family is, like my mom's friends from high school that like they just became my aunts and uncles and right. like like their kids are my cousins and it, you wouldn't know that we're not blood I'm closer with them than some of my blood family um, but I'm a big family person it's something super important to me um, if you haven't noticed like when I talk I talk a lot about my family on the show I talk about how my mom's influenced me I have a podcast with my brother uh, I do bring up my wife a lot and, and so, like I said soon to have a son um, that will have the same weird nostalgia I have because he's gonna have just as much like like, oh, you're going to watch, like, um, all of these shows? Without? I was like, no, we're doing what I did. And I'm watching – he's watching 80s cartoons from the time he's Start born. Start off with TMNT. <laughs> yeah. He-Man. Spider-Man Voltron, is Amazing Friends. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. <laughs> like, yeah, X-Men. Like, that's going to be his life. Yeah. Uh, Care Bears. <laughs> I love it. So that's, that's, that, that's that one. That's a huge thing. That influences so much of what I do. Um, two. What's something I want people to know about me? 
So, oh, this is a fun one. I love talking about this because listeners know that I'm involved in pro wrestling. Um, And this is just a weird, fun fact I love sharing that I was not allowed to watch pro wrestling growing up (laughs) until I started training. Really? I was not wrestling. Like when you were backyard with Kevin and all that? Yeah, so I was sneaking wrestling before that. I was sneaking over to people's houses watching wrestling. I snuck it at my dad's house. Like I watched it when I was a kid. I hit my brother with a steel chair. My mom banned it. I was very young. I was like three or four years old, and I just copied. Or I know I tried to DDT him. That's what it was. (laughs) I just copied what was on the TV. And um, he got hurt because he's a wuss. And then... (laughs) She, it was just banned from the house. It was something I snuck. I had Sting action figures because my brother was still allowed to watch it, but I wasn't. I, and I had Rey Mysterio because my grandpa would buy me stuff and let me watch it. But I was never allowed to watch it. I like, literally got hurt at my friends' houses because we would watch it. And then I got tackled into a radiator trying to be Batista. <laughs> um, and then one day I was like, Mom, I'm going to be training to be a professional wrestler. And she was like, what? 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 <laughs> now my mom's my biggest supporter. She's well, such a my second biggest supporter after my wife. Um uh, well, no, my mom is crazy, <laughs> but but yeah, I I like I was never really allowed to watch wrestling, so it's weird that I fell in love with it the way I did. You know, it's it's like one of those things where you're like if you're if you're not exposed to it, if you're not supposed to, if you're not supposed to have something, like you want it more, like you appreciate it more, like uh, like a certain type of food, like yeah. the curiosity, like you want it more and i think that's why i fell in love with it too is like i knew so little about it and then when i started doing it i was like wow it was like this world was opened up to me and i just thought it was like the coolest performance art athleticism thing that i'd ever and i just stepped out of hockey when i started wrestling right so i was like this is amazing um so that's a fun one and then my last one uh this is something super important to me um, family really would have been second if I if I t- tell this in order. Um, this wasn't in order. This was just me thinking of things. But I, I you don't know it all the time. But if you ever w- notice the podcast, I don't cuss a lot. I You're talk about some cut. of the yeah. things I do, uh, and that's because like my faith influences a ton of what I do. Um, I try to really be strong in that, and I try to keep myself grounded. I try not to, you know, take myself into things that will make me think think in places I shouldn't be. I try right. to keep myself from being negative and depressed. I try to keep myself from, you know, reading dirty magazines. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's like a, it's a lost value, which is really cool cuz you see a lot of kids like I'm not super like into religion. Yeah. Uh, my you know, a faith like I used to be. Uh but it's actually really like inspirational to kind of see you. As you, see, you you know, I'm sure you notice this too. A, a lot of like kids People our age yeah. have turned away from that kind yeah. of lifestyle, and I, I find myself like calling, coming back to it when I like when I watch you preach before all this COVID yeah. stuff hit. It was like, yeah, I was the last person to preach before my church closed down for COVID. You were. Uh, it was like <laughs> it was like powerful. Like yeah. it was it was super powerful, and it, it almost it made me want to like step into that like direction a little bit because as yeah. soon as after I watched you preach, like a lot of good stuff started happening. Like this, yeah, I remember this precincts happen. I found I need I was like I had no money for like gas I didn't know how I was gonna get home from you preaching and I randomly found like a twenty dollar bill in my wallet maybe it's it's me being forgetful or maybe it's a coincidence or, or maybe it is something yeah. you know higher power but whatever it is it felt good yeah to, you know to kind of have that spirituality but and, but people our age they they're they're very don't. anti it and, well, it's, and it's, it's and they're not very friendly about being yeah. anti it and I think that's what upsets me most well and it's because there are people who are not very friendly about being Christians I think. Um, I just say it what it is, and that's why I, I think it's important to share because people who know me on this podcast um, know that that's that's not me. I'm one of the friendliest guys you'll meet. That's um, true. Even though I haven't always been this way, <laughs> and this is a big <laughs> part of it. But yeah, this didn't even really—it's been on and off part of my life since I was like 16 or 17, and then really became something when I turned 21. Um, that totally influenced my whole life and it is a big part of everything i do we actually record across the street from my church which is pretty cool that's pretty cool um so i can like a hop and a wave to people on sunday <laughs> and stuff it's fun uh but yeah so those are my five things okay i think there that pretty much spells out a lot of who i am um especially like my faith i love my family especially my wife uh and i'm a giant child yeah <laughs> that's really what you need to get out of I it i love it no that's perfect man that's a great top five great five things to, to know greg there you have it 
And I want to acknowledge this before uh, we get going into our episode, like fully. Uh, Greg is my one of my co-hosts on the panel discussion podcast where we talk comic books. He yeah. also hosts with his brother, as he mentioned, a video game podcast called Squad Wipe Gaming. Squad Wipe Gaming. You can come be a wiper and join us with our <laughs> our, our mascot skids. Yeah, you just you guys just named the mascot last skids. week or two weeks ago. By the time this comes out, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, so there's that, and you kind of you semi-host participate with uh, podcasters. I'm actually a player now okay. in podcasters. I've been, um, like I said, I love Dungeons & Dragons, so I've been a player on our Dungeons & Dragons show now for three or four weeks, um, totally messing up the power dynamic. I started a fight with a dragon, which we are not ready for at level <laughs> three, um, because Dungeons & Dragons. And, and yeah, I love podcasters. It's a ton of fun. Anthony's doing a great job with the reins, and we have a really cool cast. Yeah. Um, at, you know, Anthony Mullen and Chris Chavez, if you're um, aware of the rest of our network. And then we have some faces you've never seen before um, that are they're just gems to work with. Good. No, it's a, it's a fun little bunch. I participated on one of the first episodes, and it's a, it's a good time. But uh, So Greg's very, very active, very, very busy dude on top of everything he already listed. But uh, let's get this little pseudo road trip started with our top ten Disney songs. Did we do this to karaoke, too? Or do we just do Disney songs? Uh, this is just Disney songs in general, but like okay. I, I think can a lot karaoke, karaoke a lot of every Disney song. I can almost just see. not well. I got gotcha. <laughs> I might bust out in, in song in, in a couple of these. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's turn on our little our our uh, our copyright free slash royalty free music radio. And there we go. Let's let this road trip begin. Greg, what is your number ten Disney song? My number ten Disney song. Uh, is Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. That's definitely on my list at some point. I, I recent, just recently really started liking Beauty and the Beast. I don't even know why. Um, the live action did it for me. I didn't even see the live action. You haven't? I saw the live action in Spanish the last 10 minutes on my honeymoon. <laughs> um, I forget. I was somewhere and my wife saw it without me um, because her mom really wanted to see it. I don't even remember. I just And I never got around to watching it. Uh, but we actually ate in the Beauty and the Beast castle at Disney. How was that? Amazing. Because when I, last time I went, it had just opened, and the line was so long. It was the longest line I've ever seen in a Disney park. So we ate there on August 2nd for my wife's birthday. Okay. My reservation, I got, I think, 90 days before. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I got a reservation and everything, so we didn't, and we still had to wait. Yeah, um, it's in, it was insane there. It, it but probably it was still is. So cool, so awesome. The food was great. It was worth it. And we ate in the Rose Room, which there's three rooms: the main hall, the Rose Room, and then there's kind of like a gaudy like, designed, Disney room. Is it designed like the castle, like on the interior? A little bit. The Rose Room is like all torn up, the east wing with the big rose in the middle. Okay. Uh, and then we actually took a picture with Beast, and Beast tried to get handsy with my wife, and I almost fought him. <laughs> But it was cool, and I, I just love that song. I think recently, like, it's just been one of my favorites to sing along to. It is a good one. It's very good. I, I'm, like, a big fan of, like, French culture and stuff, and... We, 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 ha And that has, a lot, obviously, a lot of verbiage, because Beauty and the Beast takes place in France, Yeah. Uh, technically, and I'm going to... I'll talk more about it when we hit it on my list. Uh, my number 10, and it's Zippity-Doo-Dah, Zippity-Day. Uh, it's from Song of the South, a movie that's very often frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, I think it's seen release. It won't see release, and now, I don't know if you heard this, but Slash, gonna, Splash Mountain's not yeah, going to be changing Splash Mountain Sound in the South anymore. They're turning it to Princess and the Frog. Which I'm cool with. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, it should have been Moana, though, in my opinion. And that like would have been perfect mountain. for a river ride. Yeah. That would have been really that, that would have been a great idea, um, but I'm okay with it regardless. I still love Splash Mountain. I love the spirit of Splash Mountain. The ride itself is is so much fun. It's so much fun. It's gonna change. You know, obviously the the, the animatronics are gonna change, but the ride experience is. Uh, yeah, it was, I thought it was something else. I too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's not gonna change in itself. But there's something about it, the song. It's like it's a happy one. Is that a gunshot? <laughs> it might have been fireworks. It's thunder or fireworks. It just happens to be. <laughs> wow, what a crazy road trip we're already after. Uh, no, this is like the anthem for like Disney, I think. You see it in all sorts of elements. Uh, I got to look up the guy's name who sang it originally in Song of the South. Uh, he did, he won it. He won it a, 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 He won some kind of award for it. Uh, James Basket was the actor who sang it. 
Uh, and it was just mm. zippity doo da, zippity da. And the way he like got into it was really cool. It was one of those early. Uh, it was almost like the early, like an early Space Jam where it was mixing people and cartoons. I actually yes. watched the. They have a YouTube video of the actual skit, uh, the actual song being played in the movie, and it's like, it's just so happy and upbeat. Oh yeah, it was like that, and like um, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Like Mary Poppins was one of those yeah. as well. So yeah, like at that. <laughs> It's, it doesn't now it comes off gaudy but in the day back in the day it used to come off really good I don't know why yeah I try not to let like you know the the overall movie kind of ruin it for me but that, regardless of the song I'll still like I, yeah. that's one like over the last couple weeks that I've karaoke on the way home too just to kind of feel that joy but uh, it's literally played in every aspect of every park whether it be uh, a parade just yeah. kind of walking around like Main Street for uh, Magic Kingdom wherever you, you can usually find the song just about anywhere uh, it, it is a joyous song, even though the movie it comes from is, is you know, uh, it's very taboo. But uh, Zippity Doo Da Zippity Day is uh, is my one. number ten. Yeah, I, it's a good one. I'll probably drive home after this and just scream it to top my lungs on the way home. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, so so nine for me. Number nine. Yeah. My nine is from a very underappreciated movie. I think one of the most underappreciated animated like musical Disney movies from the nineties. Uh, and it is out there from Hunchback of Notre Dame, oh. which I think Hunchback is like, it's just such a good movie. And I remember being in Disney and then playing that song during the fireworks. I was like, man, I forgot how good this song was. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that's number nine. I think Hunchback is one of those movies that just like a lot of people forget about. Uh, and it had an amazing it, soundtrack. Hellfire is such a good song too. Yeah, and that like, was a. It is a very criminally underrated movie. And the gargoyles were like great characters. Yeah. Esmeralda was a great character. Do you remember the? Uh, do you remember the, the toys from like Burger King? Oh yeah, the, the, I had all the gargoyle toys. The, they had the toys. They had the puppets. Remember yep. the puppets or whatever? Oh yeah, oh, that's so cool. That was such a cool time to be alive. Yeah. That's why that's like that's my early interpretation of Disney, like movies like that. Like the nineties I yeah. think were such a great period for Disney movies. Oh, for and, sure. And uh Hunchback was a, a big part of that that like you yep. you go to a theme park now and you'll you won't see any trace of it though. No, like they he, used to do a play. Like I said, I think the only thing I remember seeing is um during the fireworks he's portrayed singing this song on the castle when yeah. they do the really cool light show. Yeah. Um but that was really it. There's another movie I'm sure both of us will talk about um, that is also completely like non-existent in the park, which drives me crazy. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. So okay, we might agree. Yo, I, I, I have a hunch. I have a hunch on it. So yeah. we'll see. Do you have uh, a hunch back on it. I have a hunch back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. My number nine. We did mention Mary Poppins a little while ago. I, I had uh, a feeling. That Chim Chimney. Chim Chim Chim. Dick chim, Van Dyke sang it. Dick Van Dyke sung that. that yeah. And uh, it's crazy when you kind of look back and like, well, you see, like nowadays, like well, I know he passed away fairly recently, but Dick Van Dyke was in Night at the Museum. Mm -hmm. He was a big part of that, that crew. And then you look back, I mean, Jesus, 50, 60 years ago, and he's in a Mary Poppins movie. Yeah, it was one of his most famous roles. Yeah. He's done a lot, but like that was one of his most famous movie roles. Yeah. I, dude, I, me and the wife dressed up as, I dressed up as him. And she dressed up as Mary Poppins for Halloween a couple years ago. I just, I just loved his like English accent twist on it. So my brother, who now, if you know my brother at all, he's like Mr. Tough Guy. He's very tough. Um, he's like John Barrymore. He yelled at me the, the other day for tagging his actual personal page yeah. <laughs> in the squad. He's like, don't ta don't tag me in that. Tag me in Marcus Jade's page. So there's a <laughs> there was a video of him in eighth grade dancing to Chim Chimery and Step in Time. Oh, okay. Because you know. He's secretly a Disney head. It won't won't ever let anybody know, but I'm gonna blow it out for it. <laughs> it's uh, so oh, man. Chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim cherie. A sweet bez as lucky as lucky can be. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim cheroo. Good luck will rub off when I shake sands with you. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I used to hate it as a kid. Really? I loved that movie as a kid. I hated it. I didn't like musicals, even though that's like what 90% of Disney is, is musical cartoons and oh. stuff. Like they, I feel like they make movies to sell CD albums. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> that's why like Frozen, I feel like Frozen 2 was legit made to sell a song. Don't you talk bad about that movie. I <laughs> it was a good movie. But Frozen 2. But every, there were songs all the time. But uh, as yeah. I got older, I started appreciating the, the art of 
these older movies and, and of course the singing like it that's why I sing karaoke to it all the time. But, well, yeah, um, I'm a, like so now we've gone. We do Shays a lot. We go to a lot of the musicals there. Yeah, um, it's a m- music theater here in Buffalo. If you if you're unaware, um, it's like our smaller Broadway and and such. Um, that's where a lot of those musicals play. And yeah. I love it. I love musicals so much as I've gotten older. Um, I actually have wild. only seen Aladdin. Oh, which was really 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 good. It was really, really good. Uh, and with that, it's a really easy transition into my eighth song, which is Friend Like Me. Perfect. Um, and and actually seeing it live, um, the genie always is like the most charismatic character in the live shows. Um, yeah. And, and it was just absolutely amazing. And they do a lot more in Friend Like Me. He does like a game show in the middle of it and just this crazy performance. Uh, and, and But I love the Robin Williams version of that song, obviously. It's... it's- the voices. It, the voice. It's so. We pride ourselves on service. <laughs> it was so good. Um, re- like that's one of like the, those early Robin Williams roles that I, I lived for. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to replace. And I liked Will Smith. I thought he did a great live action version. Me too. I was not mad. I was not. Everyone was all upset about Will Smith. Oh. They like said he looked stupid, but everybody just gets upset about everything without giving it a chance nowadays. It's, it was it's horrible. It was hip hop Bollywood, which was. That's Good. how Aladdin yeah. culture is supposed to be. Yeah, it's which not I to be really like a white it. it was actually, my wife didn't wasn't a fan of the Aladdin movie, like oh, any of the remakes, like Aladdin or Lion King. I really enjoyed the new live action takes on that. I thought Aladdin was fun. We'll talk about Lion King a little bit because there was one thing I didn't love about it, but I, I really liked Aladdin. I really really liked Aladdin. Um, I actually saw it with my wife and and um, Valor Vince, okay. who's also part of our podcast, uh, had went with us at the time as well. And I just I really liked it. I didn't love the original song because it felt out of place. Right. Um, but yeah, I just I love Friend Like Me. It's just one of those like super upbeat like fun songs, and like you hear it and immediately, you just like want to dance and do the. <laughs> I love it so much, and like especially his voices though, and like the different voices he would do throughout the song. Yeah, uh, it's just it's such such a great great song. It really is. It really is. No, I'm glad you chose that one, because uh, I have another Aladdin song on there. It's probably it's pretty mainstream, but uh, yeah, we'll get to that. My number eight, Under the Sea, from The Little Mermaid. I, I'm trying to think of the lyrics. I, I was, I was, I was gonna go after a little, little uh, tan. seaweed is better. Oh, whatever. It's wetter. Yeah, that sort of. <laughs> it's a cool one. The dudes. I don't know who. I, gotta, I, I should really look up these singers. Um, oh, I don't even. It's Sebastian the Crab who sings it. That's who it is. <laughs> crab singer. Yeah, he's. Uh, that's 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 who it is to me. It'll never be the actual person. Like, like Samuel E. Wright was the person oh. who sang it. He had this like perfect Jamaican accent. He was such a like an iconic secondary Why character. Oh, so wonderful! That's it, it, another one you see it all the time. A- Ariel is in. I think the movie came out in like '89. Mm-hmm. It was like right before I was born. It, it got remade in like the mid '90s. They they put it out again. Uh, but that's like Ariel, Little Mermaid is one of those mainstream movies oh, yeah. that is continued to be held in high regard in Disney. And oh, yeah. you you always hear this song. I've seen it. Uh, they do the show there. They do the, the at the, is it Magic Kingdom or Hollywood? It might be Hollywood Studios. They have the ride at Magic Kingdom. That's really. They great. actually have a sit down like theater thing, and they sing it, and it's just like. It might be. I know Magic Kingdom has like the Fantasia 2000 or whatever it is now. I think it's Hollywood Studios has it. Uh, they have the, the the play, and you go, and it's 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 really it's really well done. They got the 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 characters are like neon painted and stuff, oh, cool. and the like the. Most of the state, the stage is relatively dark for the most part, so you can't see like the people holding the props and stuff. Awesome. But it's it's really really cool. Uh, but I think it's a great one. Uh, you know, another movie I grew up with. Uh, I grew up on. You know, I I grew up thinking, aside from a few other films, that like Disney was like this 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 female centric thing. Which when I, when you're younger, when you you're you're a boy, you want to do boy stuff. Uh, and, and that was like my my sister my sister ate it up. Mm-hmm. My sister ate that sort of thing up. I was like X Men superheroes this and that. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate those films more, uh, for what they they stand for, what they are. And Under the Sea is is the perfect. I, I feel like it's the perfect quintessential Little Mermaid song. And there's so ma- there's a that's few fair. really good songs in there too. But that's my number eight. Yeah. So so my seven is actually a Little Mermaid song <laughs> uh, as well. And 
it goes to the unsung heroes of Disney, in my opinion, the villains. Poor Unfortunate Souls is one of the best villain songs. It really is. It is just so good. And it's so under, like, oh man. A lot of people, I think like, you know, unless you're a nut job, like a lot of the people don't, they forget about the villain songs, especially as kids, because when you're a kid, you don't want to sing along with the villains. No, but as you get older, you start to appreciate the villains a lot more. Oh, but that song is also just <laughs> so good. It is. Um, and then, like, I know the live action, like, uh, play, the live play didn't get a lot of props for it, but, like, Queen Latifah's performance of Poor and Unfortunate Souls was super, super good. And I just remember, like, when I did the ride, they sing it, and it's, it's just one of those, like, if there, I had to do top three villain songs. I've already mentioned two, and like, um, poor unfortunate souls up there, and then Hellfire from um, Hunchback of Notre Dame yes, is probably yeah. really high on the list. There's one more too that's also on my list um, that I'm not gonna say yet. But yeah, it's just, like when the villains have these like super fun songs that you want to sing along to. It's weird because you're like, I'm not supposed to like you, but I really do right now. <laughs> and it like just so perfectly spells out her character too. And it sets up this like terrible thing that's about to happen, but you're smiling and like snapping your finger along to it. Right. It's oh, so good. It is. No, it's, it's, that is a good one. That is a good one. I always get really excited when I hear it. Uh, yeah. So we're on seven now. We're on seven. Yeah. My number seven You've got a friend me from Toy Story. It's become like the definitive Toy Story song. It's been a part of every film since. Yeah. Uh, sang by Randy Newman, and it wasn't even like sung by a character like a lot of Disney films. This no. is Pixar. Uh, so a lot of the, a lot of the songs you hear in the Pixar films, I think, are like actual songs. They're yeah. not sung by characters. Usually, there's not. I don't think there's like, like there's none in Bugs Life. I can't think of any. And, like, obviously the Incredibles are not singing, uh, stuff like that. So it's a very different, uh, the Pixar films are very different, but I, I always gravitated more towards the Pixar side of things. But Toy Story was such a huge hit. Yeah. I remember when the, the, that movie first came out. Uh, I was five? Let's see, it came out April 12th, 96. I was almost five years old at that point. I remember there's this little movie theater by the Summit Park Mall, which is now closed. Well, both are definitely closed. Uh, it was a GCC movie theater. I forgot... General Cinema Court. I, I, that might have been it. It was across the street. I went to go see it. I had really long hair, and somebody tall was sitting right in front of me, and they thought I was a girl. It was really <laughs> dark in the theater. Uh, but, yeah, there's something just brotherly about that song. You got a friend in me. And it's so simple. It's got, like, this little... I'm not going to say it's like a country twang to it, but it's got this little, like, twang. Yeah, it, actually, it does. It's kind of country pop. Uh, it, it's just a cool song. It's a cool, like bro song I guess you know for yeah like what I was talking about before and uh, I just the Toy Story films mean so much to me just growing up with uh, you know Tim Allen and Tom Hanks and, and that whole the whole cast is so legendary I didn't realize how great the, the cast of Toy Story was the voice actors Don Rickles yeah and Mr. Potato Head uh, Jim Varney was Slinky. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was somebody else. But there, and some of the other actors, I can't think of their names at the top. I had like Rex and Ham. Oh, They're and all then, very well known. And then there's these. Um, there's Cheryl Burnett, Bitey White, uh, and a couple others. And they're they're featured in the, the third and fourth movie. Or okay. Fourth. And then they're in the Forky asks the question. And it's actually Betty White and Carol Burnett uh-huh. and like these famous actors and actresses. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. No, it's it's they, those voice actors are really really oh, yeah. cool. And it's it's cool too. My brother was a baby. The only movie he would sit down and not move to was Toy Story Two. Wow. We legit played that movie. It's the worst Three, one. No. Toy Story 2? I love Toy Story 2. It's my least favorite of the Is four. Yeah. yeah. I love He Forky. watched it three to four times a day. We actually got it. We had to watch it so many times in our house that me and my sister would recite the lines line for line. But legit, the only thing he would sit and be quiet for. It was amazing. It was amazing. Huh. But uh, that's the power of Toy Story 2. But that's my number seven. On your number six. Six. Uh... My so now I'm gonna move into the newer movies real quick. Okay. Um, I am gonna say this is really hard because I actually keep bouncing between these two. Uh, 
it has to be Show Yourself from Frozen 2. Okay. Any of the Frozen soundtrack can go really high on my list because Adina Menzella is just stupid talented, which makes the Frozen songs fun to sing along to. What did John Travolta call her? <laughs> Do you remember that? Adina <laughs> Menzella! <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just torrented him for weeks for that. Uh, <laughs> she has a really, really good voice. Well, she's Broadway, so Wicked, if you've ever heard of it. Yep. Um, she was one who made... Uh, she was around for a long time. Her like, Frozen was her like big break. Well, yeah, she had been in Wicked. She had been in yeah. Glee. She had been in Rent. So yeah. she was one of the main a- actresses in Rent. Um, so she's just a, she's an absolutely legend in Broadway now. And she, I think she has multiple Tonys and stuff. But just that song, her range on Show Yourself, and just the, the feeling of the song itself is just so good. Especially I like musicals. Like I right. like Broadway musicals. That that song was just hard not to just I was like, oh my gosh, sitting next to my other, this is amazing. It's, and I could easily put any of those songs up there as far as talent. Um, there's a, a song in there, the next right thing that like just hits my heartstrings too. Uh, but I I just I didn't want to take up too much room with Frozen because there's a lot of songs I like more nostalgic wise but it's just such a good soundtrack and it's so new too that I'm like very, still hung up on it. Where did it, just come out? it just came out like the end last of last year, year I yeah. think right? And they, yeah because they, they rushed it to Disney Plus Yeah, once COVID hit that was like one of their, their treats for everybody. Yeah, it was that and Onward. That's, yeah Onward was a great movie too. Oh yeah. Great movie. Alright so that's your number six. My number six is one you already had on your list. Be our guest from Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. Our guest put our service to the test. So good. You, you know what? Uh, well, you got to see the newer one. I I'm know, telling you. I know you. it's Ian McGregor. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that. <laughs> it's freaking Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and, like, how cool is that? How cool? Like, Obi Wan is singing songs. I've, I've always known him to be like one of those, those very versatile kind of actors. He, like lately, he has a lot of very strange roles. Yeah. Uh, actually, throughout most of his career, to be honest with you, like, Obi Wan. Have you ever seen Big Fish? Big Fish is all about like his, I forget it's him or his dad, and he's playing the character who just has these huge lies. Yes, I did. It's Danny so DeVito's weird. In it. Yeah. Danny DeVito's in it. Yes. I and do like he's that. in that, and it's super weird. But it's so good. It was all over the place. But he's in a lot of those. And like Winnie the Pooh. Like yeah. I was surprised when he played oh, yeah. Christopher Robin Winnie Robin. the Pooh. And yeah, he did a pretty good job, and he just he just fit. In. I didn't realize it until after the movie came out. Like oh, once the movie was over, with the credits rolling around, they showed Ewan McGregor. Uh, yeah. They revealed him as the human form, and I was like, "Oh my God, his voice is amazing! Mm-hmm. He's really, really good at this." And it's just got such a special vibe to it. Honestly, it gets me excited. I've seen various versions of Beauty and the Beast, and in fact, when I was living in Rochester, and my girlfriend at the time, uh, her school, her form, oh, her former school at the time, she had graduated. We went back and uh, we watched Beauty and the Beast play from Brockport High School. Had put it on. Okay. Honestly. It was better than the Disney ver- the the one wow. at Disney World. It was that good. They had fireworks and everything on That's the inside. Crazy. And they did such a good job performing. It was legit like a two three hour play, and they did it perfectly. I gotta give a huge credit. It was like 2011. I think it was 2011. And I was so amazed by it. That was the first time I really started appreciating plays. Was how good that Brockport. Uh, production team put it on but uh, yeah that's my number six love, like I said I love French culture and once I realized that Beauty and the Beast takes place in France all the, the costumes and and the uh, the dialect and all that stuff uh, Beauty and the Beast became one of my more favorite movies and, and yeah Be Our Guest is uh, naturally in my top ten so uh, yeah here we go into the top five. five so this one I rewatched after we got back from Disney I think and I just forgot how much I liked this song and just how, again, it's one of those ones that's just, it's just a good song. It's just a powerful singer. Uh, and it was Colors of the Wind. We rewatched Pocahontas. That's on my list, like, too. <laughs> As we get to this top, I mean, the, obviously there's a lot of like legendary songs. So we're going to have some mirrored all yeah. over the fact that they're, they're in different spots. I think it's really cool. Uh, I was like, man, that's such a good song. I forgot how good this song was, and and just re, we rewatched the movie, and I forgot how gorgeous the movie is. And every again, the Savages cover, is such a good villain song. It too, is though. It but, is. There was a lot of good music in that, but I think visually, I think that movie came out in like '94. Yeah, I want to say '94. Visually, that movie is very very oh, impressive. Man. Like it's cool. Like I'll listen to the song as it is, but you can't really take in a grasp of it. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. It, yeah, you, get, you you have to watch it as it's happening, and it's to it's, really appreciate. It's a problematic movie in a lot of ways. It really is because yeah. it's not it's a it's not a 
a correct depiction. No. But it is it's a good movie and and now, you know, you can go to Disney, you can go into the Animal Kingdom and there's blue versions of Pocahontas everywhere because yep. Avatar is just Pocahontas just rewritten. It's the same exact script. You're actually pretty it's pretty It's cool. legitimately <laughs> the same exact script. Soldier goes to world working with other soldiers to find a um, a mineral for these people, gold or unobtainium. Falls in love. There's a talking tree. Bad guys try to destroy tree. Interesting. <laughs> He's taken in by <laughs> by the girl and her people. They go to war. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the same movie. You just destroyed my mind. <laughs> it's the same movie. <laughs> it really is. Uh actually, yeah, that's an excellent choice. I like that for top five. I like that for number five. I never made that comparison before either. Never made that comparison before. My number five, I used to have this CD. This is one of the first CDs that I ever owned, okay? The Lion King soundtrack. A lot of good songs on there, but one of the, uh, my absolute favorite Lion King song, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Uh, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor Thomas sang that one. He was the voice actor. Can't wait to be king. I, singer. I got I don't know if he's saying it, because it sounds just like him. Songwriters, it doesn't say. Songs performed by American actor and singer Jason Weaver as Simba with English actor Rowan Atkinson uh, in the supporting roles as Zazu and Nala. So Jason Weaver sang it. So it wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who was the voice of young Simba back then. Uh, that's another one, like Cool Colors. And, and such a. Uh, gonna be the main event no king was before. And then he's talking about his role. And then, like, Zazu was it was a funny little element to it, but it was very, very colorfully beautiful. So good. And honestly, my favorite, uh, I hate the Lion King video game. It is oh, it's so, so good. hard. It's so good. It is so difficult. But the Aladdin I, video game from that time period is really good, too. They have it. They really lose it on the Switch. You yeah. have it? Yeah. I haven't got it. Okay. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty challenging. Uh, but I, like, I'm okay with just making it to the level where this song plays in the background. Yeah. I just can't wait to be, like, I'm like, okay, I survived the first level. It's very difficult. Uh, yeah, what a wonderful movie. I love the the newer interpret. I'm pretty sure they did it in the newer interpretation. I, I, I want to say they did because they, they did, did. They keep a lot of the songs. That like, one was really good. Yeah, no, it, it it fit great and it was fun and just visually, just visually awesome. But uh, yeah, Lion. Uh, I just can't wait to be king from Lion King. That is my number five. A song that I listened to many, many times. Why a Lion King birthday party? When I was like four or five years old, and my parents just played this on the stereo throughout the entire party, and uh, oh, we had a cake. And it, oh, it was, it was, it was I'm so gonna cool. make it really easy. That's my number four. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Perfect transition. So I, I love that song. Again, same thing. I really, it's, it's just again one of those super fun songs. And like right now, I have a 16-week-old kitten, and his name is King Louis from Bear, um, from. Jungle oh my book? gosh, from the Jungle Book. Yeah. And so I sing that song a lot to him, you know, the Booby Doo, I want to be like you. But then I always sing, I just can't wait to be king because he looks like a little lion cub because yeah. he's like orange and he's, he's so tiny. And he's little. And I, so I've been singing that song a lot to my cat because I have a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're not even a full parent yet, man. It's all. <laughs> oh, just wait until my child you is. You serenade like, your child. Yeah, dressed up as Disney characters. <laughs> Uh, I'm dressed up as Ariel. My child is dressed up as Flounder. It's going to be great. <laughs> Not my wife. Me. <laughs> Just straight up you. Excellent dad. Father of the year material right there. Uh, you had Colors of the Wind at five, right? Yeah. That's my number four. So we did a we switch. We five and four. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I pretty much said all the reasons why I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm Because okay. you've heard a wolf cry at a blue corn moon. Yeah. And ask a grinning bobcat why I grin. Exactly. Oh, okay. All the time. <laughs> uh, I'm actually a big fan. If people know who I like, I, I talked about how much I enjoy history and I really want to do a history list soon. Uh, and that takes place during colonial America. So once all these settlers were coming around, and it was kind of like history textbooks will teach you one thing about how people kind of came over and for the most part it was all peaceful, which it really wasn't. This was an interesting interpretation. Even though it wasn't perfectly historically accurate, uh, Pocahontas did exist. Yeah, she was like 13, though. Yeah, she was 13. Uh, <laughs> Captain John Smith, he did exist. I don't know if there were any true interactions between yeah. the two. And he would have been like 20s. He would have been 20. They actually showed a picture of him when he came over to America. He had a beard. He did not look like 
all handsome and regal like yeah. you did in the, in the movie. Um, so John Smith, go rewatch um, Hunchback in Notre Dame, and I can't think of his name in the show, but like the the knight looks. It's just John Smith with a goatee. It's the same character. Oh, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Okay, okay, that makes perfect sense. Uh, but no, this is I, I love Cloning America. And the Sailing Americas, and this was just such a, and I, I love like Native American spirituality. Yeah. And they really illustrated it good. That's what we were talking about with all the colors, uh, you know, the colors that. It's the, like watercolored they, and gorgeous. So it's so cool. And Miko the raccoon is super cool. That game was super hard too. That I video, don't actually remember that game. I don't know that. It I was just it. as difficult as Lion King. Oops, sorry, and Aladdin. So, uh, but that is my number four. We're on to our final three. Final three. Um, so this is. I said it's so hard because I'm talking. I'm thinking about it. I was like, villain, villains like the Savages is such a great song. Gaston is a great song. Oh, how did I, I miss love this? Gaston. <laughs> I it's not. This is not my number three. Oh no. No, I love Gaston though. It's probably like that's another one that's up there in the top for me. My one of my number one villain song, which will be my number three song, is actually "Be Prepared" from The Lion King. Oh, and it's yeah, Jeremy okay. Irons, who now is who's been Alfred in Batman. He's been a million yeah. other characters. He's a bad guy in. Um, oh my God! I've seen him Die in a, Hard. No, I've seen him in a few different roles. He's I, been a bad guy in a bunch of stuff, um, but he was Scar. He was like the Scar is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I love Scar. I have a T-shirt that I wear of Scar all the time. Yeah. Um, and I I just love that song. I love the line like. Um, this is a matter of pride. It's just so clever and punny. And then just all of the like the hyenas like marching in the background. With the shadows in the back. Oh, it was really cool. So gorgeous. And so when I saw the live action and it was literally just him like chanting it for like slam poetry for 30 seconds, I was like, what? No. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe with some of these live actions. They they take away the singing aspect, like Mulan. I couldn't really sing. Oh and yeah, like... true. But Mulan, they try to take away. They they like, there's gonna be like no singing. No Mushu. Get, no Mushu. No uh, the, the the guy. And I think like Poe. Oh, he's the... two different characters. Yeah. Oh, is he? Is that what it is? Okay. He's, he's split into two characters. Um, there's a witch in it. And I, you know, I know Mulan's one that didn't make my list. I, I like I'll Make a Man Out of You, but it, it, it's not my top ten. Okay. But yeah, Be Prepared is like one of my favorite villain songs. It's actually a song that like gets me hyped. Like I'll listen to it before I work out and stuff. <laughs> it's just such an upbeat, like fun song. And there's a metal version somewhere online that I listen oh, to sometimes that's super good. Jonathan Young does like he's a YouTuber that does a lot of very good, well done, like Disney rock music. Okay. And covers. And he does he does anime music, this and stuff. He's very talented. Okay. Um, but he does a cover of Be Prepared, and I'm like, ooh, this is real fun. <laughs> uh, and I, I just, Scar, I don't know what it is about Scar. I don't know if it was Jeremy Irons' voice or what, but I've just always loved that character. Slightly sympathetic backstory. Yeah. Uh, I, when I really understood Loki's backstory in the mm-hmm. MCU, I thought about Scar because he was always kind of like slighted. He was like yeah. the se- Mufasa was pretty much groomed right for the, you know to, There's to be some the king. source material that says like uh, Scar's real name actually meant um, trash, and that he was like kind of cast aside by yeah. his parents. But a very low-key like yeah you know, type role for for those who like the MCU. Uh, but all right, very good. So my number three is an Aladdin song. Ooh. Uh, Holy World. These are, I mean, these up. Uh, these ones coming up are pretty much. They're pretty mainstream. Uh, a whole new world, new fantastic point of view. <laughs> no I'm sorry for everyone that no, I'm singing. <laughs> or where to go? Uh, that we're only dreaming. <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> I was really into it. I was really into it. Uh, oh man. Aladdin was a fun movie. Yeah. Very fun movie. Very fun storyline. I like the live action version. Uh, the song is very catchy. I actually feel like an idiot that I didn't put one jump on my list because I do really, really, really love that song. Oh, yeah. And it's probably the That's how tough this was, most though. underrated song on the album, in my opinion. Like, I feel like a lot of people forget about it. And Arabian Nights, too, which was also sung by yeah. Robin Williams. Yep. There was some good. There was a really good soundtrack on that. Aladdin was a fun movie. This song was just special because it was the first really close moment between Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. They're on the carpet, and then things kind of go south afterwards. Like he's been trying to 
sway like yeah. sway her a little bit. And this is his first opportunity, and it's just wonderful song. I <laughs> I was addicted to. Uh, do you watch SNL at all? I do. Did you ever see the one where Adam Driver was Aladdin? Yes, yeah. In the one, she got like crapped on by a bird. No, she, uh, the airplane dumped on her. <laughs> they, she got hit by a bomb and a seagull, and they had to make an emergency landing. It was so, oh, so funny. Like everything that could have went wrong in the magic carpet ride, uh, just kind of went with it. But uh, yeah, that's my number three, Whole New World by uh, from Aladdin. So, final two. Man. There's uh, other songs like popping into my head while we're doing this. I was like, "Ooh, that's a good song too." Oh, that was a good song too. But um, yeah, I just like one jump. It's just such a good song. Oh, that was what I was gonna say. Aladdin. Um, if you see the musical, there's a bunch of other really good songs too. Is there? So there's these three characters they add. Um, oh my gosh, Omar. Oh, I can't think of the name. Something in Kasim. Because he doesn't have a boo, instead he has these three friends, and they go to save him, and they sing a call, a song called "High Adventure" that is just hilarious. <laughs> and like, it, one of the lines is like, "The it's so exciting. They're playing music while we're fighting, and they're like slow mo sword fighting, and it's it's just a great song." <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so it's yeah, the musical is really fun. I always go see the musicals. There's always extra music in them. Um, but my number two is from my favorite Disney movie. Um, or animated Disney movie, and it is One Last Hope, sang by Danny DeVito from Hercules. Oh, okay. All right. So you want to be a hero, kid. Whoop-dee-doo. I, I just love that song. Because it's Danny DeVito like, singing. Well, he's not even singing. He's like talking. Oh, there goes my Elsa. <laughs> That's such a fun tra- trading my time. I played. Yeah. The, I have the Hercules video game for PlayStation 3. Or, or no, it was from the PS1. I had the original oh, okay. disc version, but it's on PS3. Really? Uh, they play that instrumental in the background for like the first two levels while he's training. It's such a good, like Hercules. I, like I loved him in Kingdom Hearts, and I I loved him. In, this is my favorite Disney movie, by the way, too. I know. Yeah. And I was like, I knew we were be on point yeah. with this. Um, but it's such a good song. It's so much fun. And it's another one a lot of people don't know because, like, Hercules, like I was saying earlier, is erased from freaking Disney. There's not a Hercules ride. There's not Olympus. There's I was surprised. Toys. I have that Funko Pop. Yeah. I have to take a picture of it for the Precinct Facebook page just so we get to promote this a little bit. But I was surprised that that came out. Well, there's a Hades one, too, that I really want. Oh, is there? Yeah. And, like, they, they kind of work with Once Upon, the, the people who are making Once Upon a Time, like, take from Disney, and they yeah. had some of those characters in there. And I was like, cool. And when we went to Disney, there was, like, some Hades cups and, like, some stuffed Pegasus it's toys. And I was like, hey, stu- stuffed baby Pegasus, but you never see it anymore. Uh, there is I, everything. Because I remember being asked and, and uh, like, an Epcot, like, who, what's your favorite Disney movie? Who's your favorite Disney character? And I was like, Hercules, but you never see him anymore. And they're like, yeah, everything kind of comes and goes. So I'm like... Yeah, like yes you, would no. think, you would <laughs> yes think no. in Epcot, like, they would have, like, a Greece area with, oh like, Hercules. God. Like, they have Loki and all of the, or they have, like, a, like a Norway a Norse, area. Yeah. They just put Frozen in there. Yeah. They have, oh, I knew I forgot a song. Um, they have the Mexico area that has one of, so. <sighs> you forgot the Coco song. One of the I Sasha did Coco from Coco. I almost put a Coco song in there, um, too. Remember Me from Coco is, like, an honorable mention, I'm going to say. So good. So good. Because, yeah, but they have the uh, Coco area in Mexico. I just recently watched that, and I was like, this movie is so good. <laughs> what the heck? How did I not watch this before? We watch it every year. Me and Amy watch it every year before Halloween. So good. Yeah. yeah, we saw it We went because we went into Ep- Mexico and Epcot, and we were like, what is this movie? And then we watched it, and we are like, oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, so, so that's my honorable mention. But, yeah, I love One Last Hope. It's just, like, the perfect, like, Funny little thing. He like flicks the heel of Achilles and like yeah, he a lot gets of like shot. a lot of references to yeah. mythological like heroes from back in the day. Like these half god type characters. Yeah, and just the training montage itself is just hilarious. Watching like, him crawl. Watching him get beat up. Grass. Oh yeah. <laughs> Doing the Karate Kid like <laughs> reference. It's such a good one. Yeah, Pegasus. I used to have a Pegasus toy. Uh, me too. And I used to have. I had every single Hercules Titan. I had oh, like you? a whole action figure set. I used to want. I had remember, a sword too. Remember the Wonder Balls? Yes. The chocolate balls. You said the, the toy. I could. I always wanted to find, but they used to have the Titans and various Hercules yes. characters in them, and I could never find. I always got the ones that were filled with candy. I had the off. big Her- like Titans. I had a. I had a Hercules dagger. 
Oh, did like with the, the lightning bolt on it, and every, it was my it was my absolute favorite as a kid. I was obsessed. So yeah, it was. I, I still watch it. I just watched it not too long ago. It still holds up really good. Um, I showed it to my wife because she's not like a mythology person, and right. she actually really liked she it. The muses, it. the music of the muses the is muse, so. The music is really good. If they did a live action, just get the freaking Dream Girls. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I would. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, and like. Don't say I'm in love is such a, such a good song. Yeah, it's a great story. I really wish that I would wouldn't hate a live action because we've seen the rocks Hercules and yeah. I was just like, uh, let's do a Disney's live action Hercules. Thank you very much. Uh, my number two is Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. Be a man. Must be swift as a coursing river. It's <laughs> all the force of a great typhoon. Oh, it's really good. Uh, yeah, it, it's a. It's funny watching it because the different vocals. Uh, this guy's got me scared. <laughs> Hope he doesn't see right through me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I something learned how, how to swim. swim. In school, I learned how to swim. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's such a fun visual thing. No, man. It's a, it's a bunch of it's like I think Harvey Harry Harvey Firestein is one of the voices okay. and like. Let's get down to business, to defeat. The Huns. Oh, it's not nuns? <laughs> they send me daughters when I asked for sons. Yeah, it's such a shame that like that's not going to be in the movie. Cause it's that's such not the a good most song. I mean, there's a lot. Like, my uh, reflection. And that was and just because kind of Christina Aguilera sang it. Yeah. But Girl Worth Fighting For, honestly, is like an unsung hero from that one. Yeah, line. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Mulan was... Underratedly good, and then when Disney Plus came out and I got to watch it again for the first time in forever, I was like, "This." It was in that weird transition time. It was one of like the last true like animated. I think it came out like '90s, 2000s. But yeah, it was one of the last true like animated Disney's before like Princess and the Frog came out later. Way later. Yeah. Way later. Yeah, it was. It took a while. There's a lot of Pixar. It became Pixar, some live action, like, like technically, like, um, Into did, the think, Woods like, would land on this. I think Atlantis uh, came after that. Atlantis but, is such a good movie. Mulan Tarzan. was like the last great Disney yeah. animated. Tarzan cartoon. was great, but it didn't have a real. It was. It was. There was no songs that like the f- people actually sang. Like they would start to sing it, and it would switch over to like Phil Collins You're right. and stuff like that. Yeah, this is the last like good original like soundtrack, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but. No, Mulan, Make a Man Out of You, wonderful movie. I still remember the McDonald's toys, the uh, the Szechuan sauce for the chicken nuggets came yeah, out. Szechuan with sauce. <laughs> it was fantastic. They actually re-released it. It got so popular, they re-released it for like a week when it Rick got, and Morty was popular. Yep. And because the movie was coming out, they're like, all right, fine, we'll just double it up. <laughs> yeah. You should just leave it permanently. But, uh, I swear it's awful. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would try it. You know what I mean? Too. I'd try everything. <laughs> uh, but that's number two. Here we are, the final countdown. We are at our number one. We're almost done with this road trip. Greg, what do you got for your number one? So I'm going to quick honorable mention, like, the whole Aristocats album. Oh, yeah. Um, because Everyone Wants to Be a Cat is a great song. Yep. And then, like, Jungle Book, like I said, I Want to Be Like You and Bare Necessities, just really, really good songs. But I actually am going to make this really easy on us. I know what your number one is. <laughs> and I know that's my actual number okay. one as well. All right. Uh, and that's Go the Distance yes. from Hercules. I, like... Me and my wife were listening to that song. I just got bit by a mosquito. <laughs> oh, that window. Yeah. yeah. How bad? Uh, we're listening to that song. I was like, if there is a song that like could describe how I felt, especially in like high school and like even sometimes I've now, always found relativity in that song. Yes. It's such a relatable song. Even to this song. day. Even to this day. And where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. What? What? I know there's more for me out there than what I am going through right now. Like I know that, that I... I meant for something more, yeah. but I don't quite know what it is yet. And that's this song is like saying in that you know in, in that mm-hmm. in that fashion. And it's such a like a powerful song. And again, this is one that like I feel like if it came out again now, people would just relate to it that haven't heard it before. Yeah. Uh, and and even more like I related to the Hercules character because I was like a hundred and ten pounds soaking wet, like this skinny. I was all hair and head. I just get bullied a lot. That's why yeah. I kind of like took. That's why I appreciated him. And then. Uh, you know, once I started like high school wrestling, I started yeah. getting shape, and people started respecting me more. But um, that early, that kind of overcoming 
like yeah. people. And it was funny because the same people who like, if you look at that, watch that movie, the same people after he knocked down all those pillars. Oh, yeah, it was like that that archetype. It, yeah, it, they, as soon as he knocked down all those pillars, they all bullied him. They all laughed at him. Sure, but they were, but they were, they were the same people in the right before the Hydra fight in that yeah. city that were kind of like looking up to him as their hero. Yeah. Oh, kind of think, everything kind of turned full circle. So Yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, it's definitely that that kind of thing though. Because we're, we're kind of in the same boat. We were both like skinny, you know, punk kids getting bullied and then we both became like 200 pounds and freakishly strong and could toss people around like if it was our to. job. Break skulls if we need to. Yeah, especially like wrestling, we were both known for that kind of thing. Like I'm 265 and just will eat you alive <laughs> um, and it's but I'm still the nicest guy and that, like that's Hercules he's all heart but he's he's tough and muscular but he's all heart he's this sweet like humble guy like even though he wore scar on his head like a cloak in the movie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that was a cool little reference he was super humble he just wanted you know love and to, to do all that and like he wanted to, uh, it was he wanted to belong yeah and that's like a natural human emotion and, like people don't like people will find it so quick and easy to bully people yeah. who just want to belong and you don't know how much it hurts and like to see that portrayed on screen with Hercules that like because yeah. I, I, did, I didn't know who my friends were growing up yeah I really didn't and honestly I don't hang out with like anybody I, I, I went to school with I actually do I have a lot of friends from high school that I'm still pretty close with which is pretty cool like and we've all kind of grown together right well, but that's it, important that's it was important. like figuring that out though yeah. through yeah. that process Getting to that point, but no, uh, that's a that's a good one. I I, really I good one. love to sing along to the song. There's not many vocals to it, too. Honestly, if there was karaoke, it wouldn't be a whole lot of pressure. No, um, it's such a good it's such a good song. It's so powerful, and it, it is. It's just like the you can relate to the lyrics so easy. I love I love. When I heard this lyrics. years after. Like I watched Hercules for the first. Like this is probably about like within the last decade I heard it again. That's that's when I realized like when we opened up about how there's a Disney song for every feeling. Yeah. This was the song that made me realize that. Yeah. It really was. Like it it was. It just. It's like the superhero song. Like this is like that like that song like for that person. You know like the this I'm out of place. I'm trying to find like I belong somewhere so much bigger than this. Yeah. And, and I love it. I, I can, especially like two, it has a huge theme of sacrifice. And what I said earlier about faith, like yeah. just the sacrificing yourself for others is just a huge theme. I can like get behind it. I, I just love it. And so, yeah, Hercules and especially this song are just so good. The whole soundtrack is so good. Hercules is the most underrated Disney soundtrack of all the soundtracks in my opinion. Soundtrack, and I honestly would say, dare say movie. Yeah, I would say With movie. With how it's been Underrated, yeah. I think of like the popular ones, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I can go the distance. I'll be there someday if I can be strong. I don't know every mile will be worth my while. I can go almost anywhere to feel like I belong. We killed it. <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. This is a good one. This is a. Oh, this is probably one of my favorite list episodes. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining me on this. Thanks for letting me sing. You Disney. really enjoyed yourself. I love Disney. I like to sing. I don't <laughs> get to sing often. I, I get ripped on for singing. So I legit will go in my vehicle that when it's parked in the garage and go sing if I have to like sing sometimes because I have downstairs neighbors, even though they're a little deaf, a little deaf. I love them to death, but their their hearing's not so well. They they probably wouldn't be able to hear it. And my wife, she she'll she'll rip. It. She'll be the first one. Oh, my if, wife if has I like a beautiful if voice sing, and loves like, to sing. I, she you. She really does. <laughs> she, she loves to sing. She really, really does. If I don't sound like like somebody from High School Musical, I am not up to my wife's snuff. Oh. So, like, she, we <laughs> we know what we're dealing with. Like, my wife knows. Like, I can't sing great, but I love to do it anyway. And so, whatever. That's how it should be. And that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, a, we I, sing along, and it is. She was she looked at me on the way to Disney. Was like, all right, we have about like two three hours left. Time to put on the Disney radio. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you first start seeing those palm trees, and then you know it's Disney time. Yeah, and it was like in the middle of the night. We got in really late. <laughs> we drove, tw- we used to, the last two times we went down, we, dr- we drive all the way down, but we drove 21 hours straight through. Yeah. Just- oh, so we stopped in Virginia and then continued. Shoo. That's a road trip I would I would love to record an episode of this. Like straight up, get the, oh. the Zoom mic and just record us chatting about stuff. Stuff and things, but. That's it, everybody. That is the end of this episode. Once Yay. again, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you can hear him on several other shows on our network. 
panel discussion, squad wipe, and uh, podcasters. So make sure you go check out his shows and support his uh, his podcasting efforts. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I don't know what we're going to do next week yet. I'll, uh, we'll find somebody. We'll get we'll get everything on track. Maybe do board games. Do a board game list. There's been a couple other subjects I, I want to make a list of. But please find us on Facebook. There's literally daily top fives. I post them every day. I want to become. I want that Facebook page to become a regular habit, like a crossword puzzle and a coffee. All right. So please go find the Facebook page. Eat sleep list. That's all I got to search. And uh, thank you everybody who's listened to us so far. Uh, we're looking forward to the future. On that note. Do you even list? Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think that was, they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.